You're here to start. Welcome to Bon Jovi Discussions. Today I have my buddy from New Jersey, Kevin Wall. How you doing, buddy? I'm doing well, man. You know, it's good to it's good to be on uh, on with you. So I'm looking yeah. forward to, you know, speaking about our favorite band together. And, and you know, we've been talking now for at least the last hour before we I know. started. We should have recorded that. <laughs> I know it was a great discussion. So this would would have been part two. But uh, before we get started with our topics, um, you know, we'll be talking about uh, the April tour, uh, the upcoming April Bon Jovi tour, the future of the band. And then Richie's new music. But before we get into that, let's talk about how did you become a fan of Bon Jovi? Oh, boy. So when you're from New Jersey and, you know, you live in Monmouth County where everything began pretty much, you know, you're thrown into it. As you can see, I don't know if the audience can see, but you see yeah. uh, Spring Scene of Bon Jovi together. That was a 12-12-12 concert. And it's kind of like a cult in a way. But, of course... My dad was a big Bon Jovi fan, and my mom as well, even though she was more of a Bruce fan. I kind of got thrown into it, and when I was four, I remember hearing It's My Life. And obviously, it became the hit that it is today. And the first, <laughs> it's funny, the first thing I said, uh, no silent prayer for the faith departed. When I was four years old, I would say, PP farted. <laughs> that's like the joke of you know it's and even 20 years later we still laugh about it every time i hear that song now that's what i'm gonna pp <laughs> so that's how i kind of got introduced to the band and then I, I remember the live video when they're in switzerland and i remember my dad would play it every day for me uh while because my mom worked overnights my dad worked in the evenings and you know, kindergarten in the morning. I just remember hearing Bon Jovi constantly, and that's how it began. And my first concert was at five years old. I went to go see the One Wild Night tour in Giant Sam. I was five. And I remember, I remember bits and pieces. I don't remember the whole thing, but hearing "Raise Your Hands," my mom told me to just raise my hands, and that's kind of <laughs> how it all began. And here we are. I'm a, I'm a, I'm a diehard. Yeah. I'm addicted to it. Yeah, I love the the One Wild Night tour, especially with that was my first tour too, Hershey Park. Okay. And I was eight at the time, and uh, I I thought it was so cool. We're only a couple years apart then, it seems like. Yeah, I'm 29, going on 60. <laughs> uh, but I was eight, and uh, I remember we were on the on the floor. My dad and I, we were. Um, I remember the band taking the elevator. And um, you saw the band backstage going to the elevator. Then they do yeah. like the, the cha-cha-cha music. And I yep. remember the elevator doors opened. They were there on stage. I couldn't, you know, because I was a fan of it for a year at this point. And I, I couldn't believe it. Right there they were. You know, these guys that I listen to every day and just, I hate to use the word worship, but worship. And I mean, that was a great tour. You know, and speaking of tours, let's get into our first topic. Yeah. Something we're so excited about, the April Bon Jovi 2022 tour. Uh, you know, we're, it's March 5th right now, and so you know, the tour starts here in less than 30 days. Omaha, um, Nebraska's opening night. I'm doing uh, Milwaukee, Rally, and Nashville. Okay, awesome. Which shows are you doing? I'm going to be doing Austin. So one of my buddies, um, you know, from here, he, he now lives and works in Texas, and he was home during the holidays. 
So it's funny. I said, yeah, I'll meet you uh, in April. So I booked my play and all that. I'm like, man, it's late April. It's going to be war- warmer out. Daylight savings. 80 degrees. Then a week later, the Bon Jovi tour is announced. And ironically and accidentally, I'm going to be in Austin, Texas on April 23rd when Bon Jovi's in town. I call them and I'm like, Troy, we got to do this. Yeah. He's like, absolutely. So we booked tickets and, you know, it, it was an accident that was meant to happen. So, you know, as a Jersey guy, I will be seeing Bon Jovi in, in Texas next month. And I, I'm looking forward to it. You know, there's a lot of there's a lot of teases that we've been getting the last couple of days and especially Phil X's recent interview that, you know, be prepared that we're going to be shocking a lot of fans. And I can't wait to hear or not here, but see everyone's reaction yeah. when I play a, a song that hasn't been played in maybe 20 years. And obviously, Phil wasn't there at the time. So, you know, uh, he's rehearsing. He's ready to go. And, you know, how can you not be excited about that? And, we, you know, we've had recent tours. You know, the This House tour, you know, I saw him three times uh, in 18. And I saw him in 17. You know, they played that album, you know, for the most part. Yeah, and there was nothing wrong about it, but you want to hear the recent, or you want to hear hits, or you know, you want to have that curveball. And now that we're we're getting teased about that, uh, yeah. I, I'm ready. You know, I, I hope I'm stunned, and I, I'm looking forward to it. You know, there's two th- there's two controversies right now. One is what's this tour support? So usually when a band tours, they're always supporting an album. In a way, you know, I don't think they're really promoting 2020 here. Obviously, we're going to get some of the 2020 songs on the, this tour. But a lot of people are like, well, why are they torn? Well, I think I think it's just to get the wheels in motion. I think it's time just to kind of test the waters, especially with what's to come next year. But, you know, I think April is just all about getting the wheels in motion, getting back on stage, and just kind of seeing how things go. Um, and then, you know, the second thing is, too, is a lot of people are mad that they're not going here or there and blah, blah, blah. I think right now, you, yeah, yeah. I think you, I think right now you, you kind of got to be careful on where you're torn right now. You know, why they're not going to New Jersey or to New York right now, who knows? I wish they were because I would have done those shows, too. Mm-hmm. But they're not. And I know John said uh, in a Hampton Water interview he did about two weeks ago, the interview said is there going to be more shows? And I, he said no. Right now, just these 15 dates, and then that's it for now. So I, I think just, you know, I, I'm thankful for what we get. You know, I'm one of those fans that just is thankful for what we get. I don't try to yearn for something that isn't yeah. happening, you know. But I, I'm truly excited for April. I think, like I said, April is just about getting the wheels going, getting the band back together. It's kind of like the Crossroad tour '94. They did a yeah. month to promote it, and then you know they went on to do these days, and that was a monster tour in Europe and Asia. And you know, obviously, 40 years is coming up next year, so yep. it's a big year for the band, whether they're in the studio recording a new album or not. You know, it's a milestone. Yeah. So I, I think that's what it is, just to get the wheels going. I agree with you a thousand percent, and I think 2023 album or not is going to be the year. Yeah, I think, and we'll get to next year in a second because that's our next topic. But I, I think, you know, like next month's set lists are going to be kind of like 2000. I, I always said the Circle Tour and 2011 Tour, which are kind of pretty much the same thing, had the best set list because they were so different every night. Different openers, different encores. And I 
think that's what we're getting next month. I think we're going to be getting different because they have such a huge catalog. And obviously, without getting into any details, we both know there's going to be deep cuts. You know, mm -hmm. and Phil had mentioned it uh, the other day in an interview that he did about the deep cuts. So it's not really a secret anymore. So you, you look at the number of hits they have, and, you know, typically there's about at least 20 that they do, they have to do, you know, especially here in America. And so that kind of gives them leeway for eight deep tracks a night. So they can switch up different songs every night, different openers, different encores, and throw in some goodies, you know? Yeah, you know, it's once I heard the interview the other day, it's just like, let, let's just get on tour now. And of course, you want answers immediately, but it, it's a tease. It's kind of like watching Ozark. You know, you see crazy <laughs> things happen, and then you got to wait for part two to come out in the final season. It's I just know. Like, you want to know now and you know you think of a lot of songs over the years like i i think of some songs on the circle album you know i think broken promise land for example or happy now great songs i think of these uh these days hey god which is one of my favorite bon jovi songs or hard letting you go uh i know you love blaming on the love of rock and roll and keep the faith it's just like what wild card are we going to be seeing and you know john obviously of course he had the first two albums before slippery and he doesn't really like touching them but is he even going to go before slippery and bring back you know price of love for example or roulette it's just like wow it, it it's going to be a special tour and thank yeah. thankfully phil you know, kind of gave us that little uh, curveball to swing at, and you know, I, I can't look, I, I can't wait for for next month, just because we're gonna be on our toes every time. And the one thing I just hope, though, because I remember during the Circle tour, the band did change up the set list a little bit because we heard pre-slippery songs, uh, no, yeah. Roulette, get ready, and it kind of like died out after a couple weeks. Again, that was an eighteen-month tour compared to one month that they're having now. So I hope they're consistent with changing up the set list because you know, as diehard fans like you and I, you expect this house or that's the water or blood on blood. And it's just like ah, let, I'm ready for a couple curveballs, and it looks like that's what they're going to be doing. Yeah. You know, 2010. You know, that first like I remember a couple months prior. I remember. There was a Facebook post the band had posted. And this was before Twitter and Instagram were really a thing. And it was, you know, Facebook. And actually, I think it was the end of 2009 because the tour started in February. February. But, 2010. but so I remember they posted, okay, diehards, which songs would you love to see the band perform? So that kind of threw a ball at us and said, oh my God, are they are they gonna play deep stuff? And I remember, I remember I was like, you know. <laughs> all these uh deep tracks from all over the years and then right. john, disease <laughs> john said in an interview that they're going to bring back some of the two new out or from the two first albums debut and 7800 yeah and like you said all the you know roulette um get ready uh only lonely what, what other ones do they play they roulette. played um they, they didn't do play. love no i don't think they did no uh, Tokyo Road, they did. Tokyo Road, that's what I'm thinking yeah, of. They did Tokyo Road. But now here's the problem. Here in America, people are just about the hits. So, you know, every show, you get a popular, you know, 90% of the arena are just general fans that don't know a lot of the deep stuff. Then there's the 10% of fans like you and I that are diehard, crazy fans 
who wouldn't care to see any of the hits and just want deep tracks. We're the ones that appreciate listen, hearing stuff from the first two albums, especially when we, because we know that John hates the first two albums and we're lucky to be seeing them. Then you get the 90% of fans who are like, what's this? You know, it's, it's like when this house album was performed last tour. You could tell who the diehards were and who the general fans were because I remember in Cleveland, for example, on the This House tour, everyone was up and having fun with the hits and blah, blah, blah. And John did like three songs yeah. in a row, like New Year's Day, God Bless This Mess. But you could tell the people who were the diehards and the general public because the diehards were singing along, thrilled, up out there. And you got the fans who were going to get something to drink or just sitting there. And, you know, I remember even John had mentioned, okay, I played what I wanted. Now, here's the hits from here on out, nothing but the hits. And then they went on to lay their hands on me and blah, blah, blah. So the problem here with America is, and I get it because, like, you know, I'm seeing some other, I'm seeing, like, the Motley Crue and Def Leppard tour and other other artists. With those artists, I want to see the, the hits. I don't really know the deep tracks of these bands. Now, as a diehard Bon Jovi fan, I obviously want the the deep stuff but so i get it where the 90 percent of the arena population want just the hits but and so i think that's why those kind of really died off pretty quick on that tour you know but i think with next month i think there's nothing to promote there's really nothing to it's like the first tour and for it's just know, something fun. that they're not promoting yeah it's just something fun hey play whatever you want it's kind of like a that bar band attitude, you know, play whatever you want, get the jukebox going. And, you know, I'm, I'm just, I'm, I'm really thrilled to see what we get. You know, every tour, especially since the circle lost highway tour, I, I always do social media updates for every night. And so I'm excited to, for the shows that I'm not going to, especially open. I wish I could make open a night, but I have to, um, I can get to work. Omaha, right? Omaha. Omaha. Yeah. But yeah. I mean, I can't wait to see what, is going to happen. I can't wait to see everything, you know? Mm-hmm. It's going to be great. Uh, man, uh, I'll take your word on that. And hearing Phil X's tease a little bit, and, you know, obviously they're rehearsing the bands in town. Obviously, I, I don't live too far from where uh, John's studio in Middletown is and the Soul Kitchen. So I, I, I know they're I know they're here. And they're going to give the fans the best show. And you got to remember, you know, they hyped up 2020. I mean, Brian Adams was going to open up for the band. I know. And, you know, I wish we could still see that today because, I, you know, I, I'm a big Brian Adams fan on top of that. Summer 69, I think, is one of the song, one of the best written songs ever, uh, rock and roll wise. So just seeing that, you can parlay that. It was great. But. You know, it, it's time to get back on the road. It's time to uh, en- entertain the people and entertain the fans. You know, we've yeah. been living with this COVID stuff for two years. And, yeah. you know, thankfully, you and I are healthy. And, you know, my family's healthy. Um, yep. Your family's healthy. And the band is healthy. It, yep. it's, it's time to get on the road and yeah, you, you know, entertain the people. Yeah, you said it perfectly. You know, we've been in this pandemic now for two years. You know, we've done – you know, I know – I. Me, I believe in the vaccination. You know, I same here, same here. I got it, same here. And so, you know, I think you know we've done our part. You know, and for those that are listening and didn't get vaccinated, I'm not against people who didn't get vaccinated. You know, you, you I, I believe in freedom of choice, and 
Of course, yeah. And everything. Me personally, I want to be vaccinated to keep me safe, keep others safe. You know, and you all, let's not get into the political debate. But no, of course not, no. But anyway, so yeah, you, you've got to continue on with the war. But, you know, I think COVID's always going to be around. You just, moving forward, you have to be safe about it. For example, this tour is a perfect example of this. Since the Circle Tour, they've they've done backstage tours where you got to go backstage and you've gotten to see, you know, behind the scenes stuff, go on stage, blah, blah, blah. They're not doing it on this tour. Now, if you remember back in 2020 when they the tickets and stuff went on sale before the pandemic for the 2020 tour, they were selling it as an add-on. They're not doing it this like obviously because of that. you know, you gotta keep people away from the crew and stuff and and blah blah blah. So I so my point is moving forward with these tours, all these bands have got to keep it safe for, you know, especially bands that do like meet and greets. For example, KISS. KISS does this uh, pexiglass where they stand, but I, I, I think it's tacky, but at the same time, <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, so their meet and greets that they did last year, I saw some fans that went and did it, and they're behind, KISS is behind a pexiglass. It's very clear. You can't really tell except for where the line divides in the middle. But yeah. you usually stand in front of it, so you don't really see it, but you see it on top of your head. Oh, wow. But, uh, <laughs> yeah, and so, like, they kind of look like like they're, like, in a display store, and you're standing in front of a display store window, you know? But so it's your photo taken, and, you know, you yeah. get the supply and all that. That's yeah. interesting. I wonder how Gene feels about that, messing up his hair, potentially. No, 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 no. Like, it, it's, it's literally just a wall. So, like, oh, they, I thought, oh, here, okay. they put, it's like, it's on, like, a little board, and they put it in front of you. It's not a box. So, oh, like, potentially, box. you could come around me and, and touch me. But obviously, they have security there. But, so, it's a plexiglass, and you're in front of the plexiglass. And so, like, there's a few pictures where, like, Paul was, like, like, hands up against the, like, yeah, it's tacky, but at the same time, too, I get it. Because especially when you're in a major tour like Bon Jovi is in or Kiss or whoever, you got a lot of people working. You got a lot of moving people. And if one person gets sick, especially a band member, and, and that's, that's another thing I want to talk about, too, this and ticket sales. But the first one is how tight things are going to be next month. You know, like, you know, I know fans seek out the band and stuff. It's gonna, you know, they gotta, they gotta keep it safe next next month because if one of them get COVID, because I'm sure, you know, like any other band right now, everyone's getting COVID tests, everyone's getting the, you know, yeah, that's gonna be a thing. That's gonna be a thing. They're gonna be get getting tested every day in the month of April. You know, yeah. you know that's coming, uh, and you know, God forbid. I mean, I, I believe it was John Mayer's drummer who just got COVID the other day. The show went on, but you were missing, you were missing somebody. And of course, you know, Bon Jovi can put on the show. Yeah. But if if I saw a show without Tico and they brought in the drummer from Kings of Suburbia to, you know, replace him, or same thing with David, or obviously you can't do the show without John. It's just like, man, like, you know, times are different now. So yeah, it's it's all about just staying safe and you just want to be entertained and keep your mind off things for a couple hours. And I don't blame the band for yeah. being more conservative when it comes to staying away from the fans. Yeah. You know, it's just it's yeah. just you six guys and whatever crew in the background. At the end of the day, we're here to entertain the people and and fans for the most part, and especially diehard fans. You know, I'm flying out to Texas to go see this, mm -hmm. this see the boys, and I respect that. 
You know, I, I don't need a VIP thing where, oh, you know, shake their hand, hug them and all that. I just want to be entertained. And yeah, I'm good about the what, VIP. And, I want to talk yeah. about that too. So I've had a few people that want me to talk about ticket sales and, and VIP. So I figured this might be a perfect opportunity to do that. But we'll start we'll start off with ticket sales. Okay. Now people will point their fingers at John and the band who now, I, I can blame the, the band and stuff for what the prices are for the VIP packages. They're outrageously overpriced. I, I can't touch that. As far now, I don't want to be a critic here because I always do a VIP every tour. I just, I have to. And so for Milwaukee, not to, what's the word I'm looking for? Not to be standoffish, I have a front row center ticket oh. for Milwaukee. <laughs> so. How can you pass that up? You no, know, you can't. So every tour I do a VIP, and I and I remember doing VIPs for like back in Have a Nice Day tour and Lost Highway tour, and they were cheap, and you got to go on stage or you get this or that before I get a good seat. It, it's ridiculous how expensive these VIP packages are nowadays. You know, they're, they're, I mean, they're pretty much almost the same now. I'll say runaway trips. Are worth every penny it's worth every what you, you get to tell you get to meet john you get this exclusive show and parties it's it's worth every penny okay yeah no that's a goal of mine to get there when, one these, day. when these vip packages are almost worth the same as the runaway trip and you're not getting that much out of it there's a problem yeah but um but like i said i i still do the vips i enjoy them you know but it seems like every tour now that they they display like a lot of John's outfits, which is pretty cool for like the first time fan who's done the VIP. But for fans who've done multiple VIPs every tour, like I have and others, you see the same things every time, you yeah. know. And I think I think it needs to include like I know you get like to take the chair home and stuff, and it's cool because I think now you get to uh, the package that I'm doing, you get to you get an autographed chair to take home with you. And is it signed just by John or the whole band? See, I, that's what I'm wondering. I'm, I'm, my guess is this is going to be signed by John. Okay. You know, but it'd be cool if it was signed by the whole band, especially if it's only the front row. And not every seat in the front row is a VIP package because I see right now ticket only right now for some of the front row. So not every, so potentially every night the band could take 20 seconds and go to each chair and sign it because, you know, you probably what, 50 chairs at most every yeah. night. So, and this is the only for people listening wondering if it's second to fifth row no only front row chairs get signed and only front row gets a chair um so but now now the ticket prices i don't think that's the band's fault from what i have learned from like other bands and just knowing people and stuff Ticketmaster, and i i could be wrong about this but from what, I know that this happens with other bands, so I'm pretty sure this probably happens with Bon Jovi. They pay the bands up front to do a tour. They say, hey, we'll give you this amount of money to tour, blah, blah, blah. Then it's up to Ticketmaster to make up what they paid and then a profit. And so you go on Ticketmaster, and I think this is how they have to do it, these uh, official platinum seats that are just outrageous. For example, I was actually just looking at one of the cities and there were center row ninth row there were four tickets in a row 
two of them were official platinum seats and they were going for like eight nine hundred dollars mm-hmm. the two tickets beside them were standard ticket only and they were 300 something so wow. almost a 500 dollars difference and it's literally the the uh cheaper ticket the more expensive ticket <laughs> i don't understand the what the the difference of the view would, would be would you know like yeah how would exactly it yeah so how how does ticketmaster justify charging you know eight nine hundred dollars for a ticket that's beside you is three hundred dollars you know i think it's just more the brand you know when you hear ticketmaster and you hear StubHub, and you know we see front row seats you know other i think it, it's all about them just getting their payday and you know if you go on bonjovi.com or any band.com to go perform you're not going to get those Ticketmaster fees you, you know of course you're going to get some and taxes and all that but i think it's just more Ticketmaster and stubhub just you know trying to make their buck at the end of the day and that's why everything's so overhyped and overpriced and you're yeah. like wait a minute like what am i signing up for right now yeah well, so StubHub's, I think it's party. stubhub's like a third party site so they don't really count but Ticketmaster, i think is i I absolutely cannot stand Ticketmaster, especially because of these official platinum tickets that don't offer anything. All it is is just a more expensive ticket to, say, premium viewing. But like my perfect example, those four seats in one single row, two are official platinum, two are standard. T- There's no difference in view, except from standing two inches to the left of the official platinum. You're, you're getting the same view, same closeness. And, and it's not just Bon Jovi that they're doing that. They're doing it to every band. I mean, I was looking at, at other artists that are touring right now and seeing what tickets are. And it's like, I think I saw Paul McCartney, official platinum seat for oh, Paul that? McCartney, second, second row is like five grand. Oh, that's crazy. And it's just a ticket. I was like, at my neck of the woods and I looked at the prices because, I mean, to see to see a Beatle live in person, you know, obviously John calls him Beatle Paul. So let's call him Beatle Paul. You know, and he's a beetle, and then you look at the price, it's just like, oh my god, like, yeah, it, it, it it's a, it's ridiculous, it's ridiculous. But I think that's how you know, that's how websites are these days. But you know, people will point their fingers at the band. The band, I don't think, really have any kind of no. control over it because Ticketmaster will give a certain sum of money to the these bands, and then it's up to Ticketmaster to sell the tickets, promote the, you know, blah blah blah. And you know, see, I I don't blame the band at all over ticket prices. I really don't. I'm with you. Yeah. And Ticketmaster for that. Now, saying that, I wish the, you know, Bon Jovi management would kind of tune down the pricing on these VIP packages. It's it's unbelievable. You know, I remember being like fourth row for Lost Highway tour, for backstage of John Bon Jovi fan club pre-sale. It was like six months before, and getting like fourth row for Lost Highway for like. 200 something you know dude i would be with you in milwaukee in the front row if the prices were like that 15 later you know but now nowadays you know like every tour i would do so many shows you know but now you really have to be careful how many shows you because it's not just how much the ticket is. i mean the tickets are expensive now <coughs> excuse me but then you also have to add in your airfare your hotel your you know it's just there's it, a lot that goes into it, and so you know that's why I'm only doing three 
this upcoming. I, so I, doing the walk. I'm, I'm sitting here saying only three. There's fans who aren't even doing any. So. And I I did three in 2018. You know I saw them in three different states. You know obviously I saw saw them in Newark as I teased, and then I saw them in Boston, which was a couple weeks before they got inducted, and then my final Saturday as a college student, I bailed on my friends. Same thing I did for the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, as I te- as I told you, you know, off the air. I drove to Mohegan Sun and saw him in Connecticut, and I was five rows behind the stage, you know, and it was just me, you know. I I, I was I, I didn't want to be bothered by anyone. I didn't bring any friends. It was just me. Like this is my gift to myself for graduating college. So yeah, you know, three is Three's good, you know. Three's good. Yeah. You're going to obviously. You said Milwaukee, Nashville, and what's the other one? Rally. Rally's still up in the air, but more than likely I'll be doing rally as well. So those three. Um, but you know, to kind of conclude, I'm gonna go to our next topic now. Yeah. But um, I'll I'll set aside with the the VIP and the, I love the VIP. So you know, I, I think it's worth at least doing it once a tour. You know, even though it's expensive, it's still worth it. It's a lot of fun because you're with other friends, you make friends. Yeah. You know, they do giveaways and stuff. So it's how, still, much is, <laughs> how much is yeah, going to Disney or going to New York? You know, it's kind of the same thing. Do what you love. And, and then you know, with me raffling on about the ticket prices. Regardless, I'm still so excited to see our favorite band again next next month i'm just excited to see our favorite band take the stage again have fun and because we don't know how much longer we're going to have which brings me to our next topic the future I, I know you wanted to talk about this the future of the band and what's to come so i'll let you i'll let you kick off with it okay yeah so obviously the band started in 1983 you know we're in 2022 you know John just hit the 6-0, so I mean, it it's, it starts making you wonder. And you know, Tico's older. I think he's close to 70. I, I I know he's like 67 or 68. Dave is the same age as John. It makes you wonder, like, all right, well, how much time is left? And you know, we see, you know, we see Ellen John touring still right now. The Rolling Stones, uh, Bruce eventually, Paul McCartney. You know, yeah. it's just like, all right, we've been here for their career and seen them now it's just more like how much time is really left now and i know they're going to be doing something big which i think you know this april 2022 tour is just to get the get the train going a little bit and then whatever happens down the road hey they may even tease something in the fall you never know but i think 2023 will be the big year and you know, they, they uh, me personally, I, I, I don't know if you agree or disagree, but I'll say it, but I personally don't see Bon Jovi touring in 10 years. No. If they're all healthy and, and together, I, I don't see them doing anything. Yeah. Here, at, here, at that time frame. Here's what I think, and, and give me a couple of minutes here. I really explain myself. What I, and this is just my opinion, my spectacle of it, what I think is going to happen. You look at the last almost 40 years and interview, and John always loved to tour, blah, blah, blah. But in the last couple of tours, John doesn't like to tour. You know, he just did an interview with uh, who was it? She came to the Soul Kitchen and stuff, blah, blah, blah. And she asked, What do you look forward to the most in a tour? And he goes, Going home. Yeah. You know, you know, John is very work driven, and I think he'll always be doing stuff. 
But I, I think John's at the, and I think the whole band could be too. Look at look at this house tour. This house was drawn out for two three years. Mm -hmm. They were doing just a small leg here, going home, then doing another, which is fine. I, yeah, I, I'm all for it. You know, Honestly, go it, your own kind of makes that kind but, of makes you uh you know look forward to it. Like okay, if they're going back on the road and maybe do a yeah. show here, show there. Yeah. So, with with that being said. I truly, I think with 40 years coming up, I think it's a great milestone to say, hey, let's let's do it in a big way to where, hey, let's celebrate for it. So I think, you know, next year, you know, obviously marks 40 years and we're supposed to be getting a box set and a museum and all that, blah, 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 which I'm really, 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 really excited for. I also think it's probably like the perfect opportunity to, you know, they could either A, do do this 40th anniversary tour then the tour after that is a final tour or they could say okay this is our 40th year anniversary we're, this is going to be our final world now when when i say final tour i don't say that's the end of the band i think that what they'll do is kind of like what kiss is doing kiss is doing like two three years to make sure they hit every single country and do their last show there so what i think bon jovi is going to do is i think that they're all healthy and they're all still good you know but they're getting up yep. in age and there's got to be a point where you gotta say okay we gotta stop when we can yeah. so what i think is going to happen i think 23 24 and 25 i think are going to be a huge world tour and they're going to try to go to every single place that they can and and finally say this is it this is our last tour because you can see john's enthusiasm for torn isn't there anymore no it's been you know, gone because I, we can. yeah yeah in every interview now he says he doesn't really care to tour anymore you know he'd rather stay at home which hey i'm all for i respect that i appreciate it and i appreciate him still torn for us so i understand if you want to you know hit the brakes a little bit and 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 not do it anymore so what i think like i said i i think the next three four years i think it's going to be like a major world tour i think they're going to be hitting a lot of countries and then after the final show i don't think that's going to be the end of the band i don't i i still think we'll get you know maybe another album i think we'll get you know maybe a residency because this and he said this a year ago He's always said he would never be open to doing a residency. But now it's actually common for bands to do residencies. Mm -hmm. And um, I, I keep going back to KISS. KISS is actually doing their last tour. They're going to be doing res Vegas residencies after the tour. So I can see Bon Jovi maybe doing five nights at Madison Square Garden in um, this month. Yeah. Then well, a few they months later the circle tour with london they were in london yeah. you know they did 10 nights in the month yeah. of june then they'll do london for a few nights then vegas and then florida and, you know and just once in a while a few nights where you get to go see them or maybe this could be another possibility maybe this is what they're testing out right now can they go out just for a month of the year and do a tour you know where yeah. they do 10 15 shows and that's it you know, I, you know, John's still, you know, 60 is still technically young, you know, but I, I think John's always going to want to keep doing stuff. And I, I still think there's plenty of years of Bon Jovi as a band. I think there's, like I said, we're still going to get new music. We're still going to get shows. We're still going to get stuff after the, the final tour. It's downgraded dramatically yeah. in the past, 
you know, ever since because we can. And I think it's going to be shorter. You know, this is kind of yeah. like a crossroad promotion tour, you know, and they're just testing out the waters. I'm with you a thousand percent. And I think that's what we're going to get. Like, I don't see a giant stadium happening anytime soon or ever for that matter. I think everything's just smaller and and that's okay. You know, that's okay. You know, anything I'll I'll see him in a parking lot if I had if I yeah. have to it's because I'm that diehard of a fan. Yeah. And that's what I tell my wife right now. She's like, You're nuts for going to like three shows next month. I'm like are <laughs> seeing them fifty six times. I'm like, you, you don't get it because one day and it's it's really heartbreaking to really say, one day we're not gonna get that opportunity anymore. No. You know, there's there's going to be a day where we're going to be like, I wish I did more shows or I wish I did this or did that. You know, so my, you know, and you get all these people who complain about John's voice. John's voice is still incredible. So I won't get into that topic. But people that complain about this and complain about that, blah, 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 I'm like, you know what? Just appreciate for what you have. What You're still able to see them. You're still able to appreciate them still being around, you know? So. No, I, I agree. And, you know, people say, oh, well, you know, his voice is shot or whatever. He's great now. And, you know, people still bring up Richie. And it's just like, just appreciate the moment because there's going to be a day where in our lifetime it, it's not going to happen. And one thing I still regret to this day, you know, I went to school in Massachusetts, uh, Springfield College, and this was 2016 and Springsteen was on tour. And I just saw him at MedLife a couple weeks prior, went back to New England, and the last second were – you know, they were playing at Gillette Stadium. It was the final show of the River Tour. And I I was going to go. I was going to bring my girlfriend at the time. And I never pulled the trigger. And that's something I still regret to this day because, you know, obviously that's the last time that Bruce has played in North America. And, you know, I'm sure he will, will get dates. You know, obviously COVID doesn't help and all that. But it's been six years. And, you know, it was a four-hour show. And it was one – you know, when I heard – I've heard the concert, you know, on YouTube and, you know, on Bruce Radio and Sirius. Like, man, I missed a great show. You know, do, no regrets. Just do it. Do, yeah. Just do it because it's not going to it's not going to last forever in our lifetime. Exactly. You know, and, and to be able to say, hey, we're still in that area where we're era where we're, we're able to say, hey, I got to see Bon Jovi, mm-hmm. you know. So, you know, I guess I could go on and on, but like, like, I think we're both, you know, literate here, be a personal type of what we have and, you know, whatever it comes, you know, if this is what the future of the band is after this massive world tour next year, if one month out of the year they tour, I'm okay with that. You know, yeah. I'll, I'll make efforts to travel to see them wherever they're going and, and, and that's it. Europe or Asia to go see them? What's that? Would you ever go to like Europe or Asia to see them? Okay. So my two dream places to see them at is, you know, I've seen them all, you know, I've seen them in different, con- I've seen them in Spain and stuff, but I'd oh, love, to, I know that. I'd love to see them in Europe and um, Australia. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that yeah. would be cool. That would be cool. I take that. I didn't see them. I, I'm thinking of a different band. I saw them. I saw the only country I've seen Bon Jovi is Canada. But okay. I'd love to see Toronto, them. Ottawa or uh, Toronto. Montreal. Toronto. Toronto, okay. I want to do Mont- see. Yeah, we heard, tease it. we heard Phil tease it. <laughs> yeah. I've, I, I love Canada. 
And I almost went to the Montreal show last tour. And then they rescheduled the date, so I couldn't go. Mm-hmm. And it was the last tour. And obviously, you know, with contracts and stuff, some of the equipment had to go. But the way that they opened it up differently with John in the crowd and opening up with I'll Sleep When I'm Dead was so cool. But Oh, I remember that. Yeah. Yeah. So I, I want to see them in Wembley and Australia. So next year, I really – more than likely, I'm going to – do Wembley if they do, which I assume they probably do. I mean, let's be real. How many more times are they really going to play in Wembley? You know, yeah. I, I hate to know, be that guy, but you know, it's reality. It's the truth. You know, and if I could go back to any show to see, it'd be London '95. Those three nights at London. You know, how about you? Which show would you go back in to see? Ugh. The thing was, I hate to make you feel old. I wasn't born when Wembley '95 happened yet. I'm a '96 baby. Uh, but to beat, yeah, to beat the one concert I would love to be that would probably be Lipson in 2011, the final show uh, for the Circle Tour, it, you know, or Bon Jovi 2011, because they played all the great hits. It was a remarkable tour. Um, and uh, honestly, one of the final times that we saw the band together, you know, and they were on the top of the world. Um, London Hyde would, would be great in 2013 when Phil joined the band. Uh, and of course, one I would love to be at was 2018 in Cleveland when they got inducted. So those are probably my three that, man, I wish I was at, but Hey, I, I would love to get the opportunity. You know, if, if, if the chance comes, I would love to see them in Wembley and, or Australia or Dublin or wherever. So the fact that, you know, it's, you know, it's still in America, but I'm traveling to Texas to go see them. Uh, it, it's a good stepping stone, <laughs> you yeah. know? Let's go. We have a few minutes left here. Let's talk about uh, the last topic that you want to talk about, which I think is great, is Richie's new music. So obviously, um, what's happening? <laughs> trying to be. So Rich Richie has been teasing a new album. What since two thousand RSO came out in what two thousand seventeen, I believe. Fourteen. For really that long? Well, they met New Year's Eve of. 13. Oh yeah, you're right. Yeah. How they hooked yeah. up. Time is. Definitely did like sound wave and all that, and you know. Yeah. Well, so anyway, so Rich has been teasing this new album. Uh, you know, most of the people that are watching this know Richie's not in the band anymore. But just so I have to clarify, Richie isn't in the band anymore. He's, he's doing solo stuff, blah blah blah. But he's been teasing this solo album now. What three years? And then I remember last summer. I think we got like six titles and six sneak peeks over the summer in Norman's Red Guitars, which is in LA, where Richie is. Richie goes to Richie and Norman, the owner of Norman's Red Guitars, they're good friends. And so he gave Norman these six snippets to tease us. And so I remember like we were all excited that, oh, this must be coming soon. And so you wonder is it the pandemic that slowed the release of this? Or is it because he still had a couple years before the pandemic? And if anything with this pandemic, he could have finished the album, you know? Yeah, he's home. <laughs> yeah. So what is whole, you know, it, it makes me mad when um, artists do that. They say, oh, a new album's coming out soon. And you get excited for it. But then you can only be excited for something for so long before you get, you know what? This is old news. And, it's, you know, for example, um, I, I, I like the Backstreet Boys. 
Uh, not as much as I used to, but I, I like them. They're you know they're my childhood bands, and I I, I, I like their music. AJ McLean from the Backstreet Boys. He was he announced like in 2014 he's putting out a solo album soon. Okay. He is still teasing that solo album, and it's seven eight years old. Yeah. yeah. I, I I mean Richie kind of is the same thing because you know let's That's go back seven years. Time. Yeah, let's go back seven years. It was 2014, 2015 when he and, and Ori started, you know, hooking up and jamming together. And they said, oh, yeah, we're going to do an album. We're going to do this. We're going to do that. We waited three years. You know, yeah, they went on tour, but, like, there was no new yeah. work. And then, yeah, uh, what's it called? Radio Free America? Or, yeah. Yeah, you, the, their album. I Great album, in my opinion. I, I That's my favorite, Richie. I, I always say this, and I love Richie and... I think his solo music is great. And I think it really showcases his talent and everything as a songwriter, guitar player, singer. Extremely talented. I think he gets better with every single album. I always thought Undiscovered, and I love every single album. I always thought Undiscovered Soul is better than Stranger. Aftermath was better than Undiscovered Soul. RSL is better than Stranger in this town. And from what I can tell about these new songs. Songs that wrote my life sounds tremendous in those 45 seconds. You know, and that, I want to just do an overview of these songs before we wrap up. Sure. Story, story, songs that, that wrote my life. I always, I always keep saying story of my life. I sing that Bon Jovi <laughs> song, that. but I, I think the guitar solo sounds so good in that. Yeah. You know? and, 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 and you got to remember, Tommy Lee was on drums. You know, we saw that preview three was years. He on drum? I didn't know that. Yeah. So if okay. you Google Tommy Lee, Richie Sambora. Oh, that's yeah. Okay, I remember that now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Richie dancing in the background. Tommy's on drums, and you know that was the song. And then all that glitters. I think that gives you like a present two thousand, you know, rock pop vibe. And I love, I I love the way that he sings "Precious Heart" in that too. And and that's something, something precious heart. His vocals that are so good. Um, My personal favorite is "Pain." And, you know, it, it's so, so to back up a little bit for people that are watching this and saying, well, where can I hear these songs? If, you, if people haven't already go to YouTube, search Norman's Red Guitarist Richie's new music. And there's two, three videos. There's three where Norman will introduce. There's four. There's two songs in each video, I think. And so this one that, that's my favorite called Pain. Uh, Norman tells a story about this young man, Kyle, who had a rare facial cancer and um, he came to Norman for our guitars one day and told Norm, hey, I know you're big, good friends with Richie. Can you give him this? I think it was like a cassette tape or something. He called Richie and Richie was like, is Kyle still in the store? And Norman said, yeah. So Richie said, he'll be down in 10 minutes. So Richie drove from his house to Norman for our guitars, met Kyle, gave Kyle his phone number. And I think he also invited him to like a midnight mission event. Yes, I did see those. Yeah. And unfortunately, both uh, Kyle and his mom had passed away years later of cancer. So I don't think this th- th- song was. Norma says that the song wasn't written about Kyle, but during it's that. The mind, yeah. But during that preview of the song, and it's really, it really hits your heart. They show pictures of Kyle while they played the snippet of pain. And so every time I hear that song, I'm going to think of that. And, you know, the reason I want to tell that story, too, is because it, it shows you how big of a heart Richie has, you know, how caring and 
loving of a person he is, especially towards fans. You know, for him to to do that and give his phone number and give personal tickets to a, an event to go, you know, that's that's amazing. Yeah. You know. No, he, he does have a heart of gold and, you know, say what you want, you know, ask, but it doesn't change the character at the end of the day. He, he's always giving back. Obviously, we know uh, what he did for the Marine Corps uh, in 2011 with the with the guitars and all that. So, you know, it, it's a strong song. And then once you hear the story, it's just like, man, and the vocals, man, for Richie, they're oh. still there. They're still there. And he's what, 62, 63? He's, he sounds like he did 30 years ago. Yeah. You know, and just other, before we wrap up here, another few songs that, that they put out was We'll Get By, which has a lot of, yeah. I don't know if that's the trumpet or saxophone, but either way, it sounds great. Um, and then Bag of Nails. I oh, like the that's the one. I love it's the like horns. It's a little present day. Yeah. I don't want to say rock or pop. It's like a different genre. You know, uh, you, you hear the cymbals, you hear... Yeah. You know, it, it, it's different. And it, it's like rock meets jazz and blues in a way. And that's Richie. That's always been Richie. If you listen, you know, he, he says he's a big blues guy and rock. And, you know, we've seen that in all four albums that he did. And, you know, I, I, I pray we hear something new soon. You know, I'm tired of waiting. Got to be honest with you. <laughs> because oh, we snippets uh, or these snips for a year. And let's hear the whole thing, man. Exactly. Let's hear the whole thing. Especially if you, if you were given snippets out to be played, you know that that's like putting out a single, but then never following up with, it. you know, like yeah, the time, you've got to put it out, you know, and like that's what I'm saying. But like I'm I'm really excited for Richie's album. I am, but eventually that excitement dies off, you know. And of course, you know, I, I say that now, but once Richie actually puts out the release date and the that I'm going, oh, I'm amped up. I can't wait and. Yeah, you know, I, I'm hoping you know, kind of like because he did a London show what back in October, yeah, of last year, and I hope he's gonna do more shows. You know, like love to see him in person. You know, in New York or Pennsylvania. You know, uh, that's one guy that I I haven't met, and I and I don't care. I'll I'll go all out, VIP, whatever, because yeah. that's a bucket list of mine to, to meet Richie and. I hope that opportunity comes, and I think the only way, other, you know, the luck of the draw, I run into him in the store, uh, you know, the only chance I really have is going to his gig and, you know, ha paying that extra buck to do the VIP and meet him backstage. Yeah, exactly. Well, I think that we hit the topics we wanted to talk about, and uh, I wanted to thank you for coming on, and it was I I, we, we talked for an hour and a half before we even started to record, and I'm sure we'll talk out of endless recording here. But uh, I, I know you wanted to come on and, and talk. I'm glad I had you come on. And you know, it's funny because how I, I found you, you know, I, I'm new to, like, the Bon Jovi social media world. And, you know, I met Tico at a restaurant in New Jersey a few months ago. And, you know, I, I wasn't appalled or anything. Like, you, you found the photo and you shared it. I'm like, hey, that's me. <laughs> and that's how you and I started that conversation. And here we are. We developed a relationship. And two, yeah. three months later, here we are. And, you know, it, it, it's fun, you know. Um, yeah. Definitely not going to be a stranger with you. That's for sure. Yeah. You know, it, it, that's like when, you know, you know, you message me saying, hey, I know we're strangers, but blah, blah, blah. I'm like, we're not strangers. Mute. The, the greatest thing that I can say that has ever come from this band is the friendships that I have made. 
uh-huh. through this band. There are Bon Jovi fans that are my friends that I talk to every day. You know, whether it's in New York or Texas, New Jersey or Australia, anywhere. Yeah, I, I talk to these people so much, even more than my regular friends. <laughs> and, and you know what? We're, we're such a unite group because you and I, we get it. Yeah. My wife doesn't get it's it. Still my yeah. friends don't get it. My colleagues don't get it. Joe Schmo don't get it. But you and I, we yeah. get it. We get why we love this band so much. And I think that's what connects us, us so well. That's what's so great about social media is that it, it connects people on a co- commonality. And Bon Jovi is that commonality for us. And so that's why it's so great to go on, you know, Twitter or Instagram every day and just hear, you know, I do these, I don't know how much you see of my Twitter every day, but I I like to post polls or like this or that, or I'll do like, yes, I did. What album would, or would you like to see the band do in its entirety? And it's so unique to see everyone have different opinions and stuff and, and stuff like that. You know, like uh, I was, talking to somebody the other day about um keep the faith album i i've been in such a huge keep the faith mood now for the last few days because of that you know but it, it's so nice to hear different opinions about something that you love you know and that's kind of like where this podcast came from you know when the pandemic started before that going to shows i meet with new fans or uh, or old friends and if i met new fans we became friends because yeah. we're both, you know, and we'd sit there and talk for hours upon hours. And uh, the pandemic started. And I was like, you know what? This this would be a great opportunity to start because I've always wanted to do a Bon Jovi podcast. And so it's great for just two fans to talk about what they love, you know, and it's it's great. Now, I'm glad that you got that idea. And it seems like you started during the pandemic. Obviously, we had a lot of time to kill and. The relationships that you've made, you know, just by doing that and fans reaching out to you. I know, like you said, New York, Florida, England, Australia, you know, the fan base is still there. It's funny that you said if you don't get it, you will never get it. I've been that crazy fan, you know, since I was five. And people say, why do you love Bon Jovi so much? Is it, you know, you're so young, you're in your 20s in college. Forget it. If I hear living on a prayer, you know, on karaoke, I'm going for it. My, one of my best friends' weddings last year, um, th- yeah, they got married and living on a prayer came on. And they said, Kevin, it's your song. And I just said, I'm, I'll take the mic. And I had so much fun with it. Yeah. You know, it, I, I accepted the fact that I'm the crazy Bon Jovi fan. And if people judge me or be like, you're insane, you're obsessed, you know, yeah. comment, I don't care, uh, you know. Never be yeah. ashamed. Never be ashamed of what you love. I live by that. For you know, like my uh, my colleague, he knocks me for being such a huge Bon Jovi fan. You know, and obviously I I have memorabilia and yeah, I go to a lot of shows and blah blah blah. And so he's a Browns fan, and oh. and he has he has a Browns collection, and uh, he goes to games and stuff. I'm like, how many games have you been to? I've been to this many mm-hmm. how much brown memorabilia do you have oh, i have this i have that okay what's the difference yeah one music one place football still it's, the same thing you know it's the same thing you know what uh, you know as a sports guy and you know i'm addicted to the giants so coming from new jersey so giants yankees 
and Bon Jovi, people say, you're obsessed. You know, you go to like three football games a year, like 10 baseball games. I'm like, that's me, though. You know, if you want to go see, you know, it's a hobby in a way. And you meet a lot of people and, Mm -hmm. you know, it's it's nothing different compared to anyone else's hobbies. And call me the crazy fan, but I am who I am and you are who you are. And it's going to make a difference. I was just telling the missus last night we were out doing our so uh i i hate to cut you off but obviously she realized how big you're into you know the bon jovi machine and music yeah. you know did it like creep her out at first you know obviously it all worked out but you know you got yeah, yeah, yeah. That. So, <laughs> this has happened with other girlfriends too and i don't think i put the gay vibe off maybe i do who knows uh, <laughs> but uh I'm I'm not gay. I'm not bi or anything like that. And, you know, don't have any tendencies either as far as I know. <laughs> and, but <laughs> in saying that, I, I 100% support gay rights. But so, but, but so anyway, to go back to my story, my now wife came, uh, when she first came to my house, she walked into, uh, you know, this is my office and, you know, but in my house that I was renting, now I own my house, and blah, blah, blah. but I was renting a house when we first met six years ago. And uh, she comes into my collection room and goes, wow. Like, cause she knew that I liked Bon Jovi. I was a big fan, but she goes, I didn't realize you're this big. And she like saw all my autographs and pictures with them and blah, blah, blah. She goes, how many shows have you been to? And at that time it was like 40 something. Now it's like 56. Mm-hmm. And she's like, are you sure you don't have a crush on John Bon Jovi? I'm like, a hundred percent sure, a hundred percent sure. Yes. And uh, as far as I know. <laughs> and uh, but no, no, you know, I think she was just joking. But I've been there too, man. I get it. <laughs> yeah. The, the the real part is is that she understood what I was so passionate about, and and what's so great about her is that she comes with me. She's been to she did some this house dates with me she went to see david bryan's musical with me she's gone to runaway trips with me now and so it's something that is so special that we share now, like um when we did the runaway trip to you know getting a photo with john or getting a photo with david you know being able to kind of have someone that supports me now obviously she's not a diehard fan she she listens though. Yeah, she, she she only listens to them because I play them. If if it wasn't for me, <laughs> a choice. <laughs> if, if anything, I have like over a thousand, two thousand Bon Jovi songs on my phone. She's got two on hers. So. Uh, but she knows what you know. Scars on this guitar is just because you know two thousand songs. You yeah, know, they're eventually going to be played. <laughs> yeah, but you know she's important and stuff, and she has fun. You know, I was just telling her last night. When we were walking, I said, you know, it's not just because we were talking about doing three shows next month. She's like, why are we doing Why don't we just do the one? And then she's kind of I was kind of like, it's more than just seeing a show. It's also seeing my Bon Jovi friends, you know, you know, fan, you know, friends and. uh, Just being able to hang out with people, you know, like I know people. I know friends are going to Milwaukee, friends are going to Nashville, friends that are going to rally. And and, and so it's, it's nice yeah. to be able to see them for a few days and and do stuff. Like for Nashville, you know, we're all going to the Nashville Country Hall of Fame. And I could go on. But, yeah, she gets it. That That's awesome, man. Yeah. You know what? If you got someone who, who you love the most and she supports that, 
you know, yeah. you're in good hands uh, along the way. Yeah. Now, how about you? Are you, you have a special someone? Do you have a honey? I'm single. Uh, I'm Lucky single. Man. Lucky but, <laughs> you know, I'm 25. You know, my life is crazy. But, uh, you know, if anything happens, you know, down the road, they got to live with it, whether they like it or not. I've had a couple people that said, oh, I hate Bon Jovi. And, you know, hence why we're broken up now. <laughs> but uh, yeah. it, it's just who I am, you know. But uh, that special someone will come. Yeah. I had a girlfriend that broke up with me because I ditched her for uh, Bon Jovi. I, I, uh, <laughs> I'm serious. It was, it was probably, I think it was the, because uh, we can tour. And she wanted me to go to her friend's party or something. And oh. I already had my ticket. I was going to go regardless. But she right, like, like, I have my Bon Jovi tickets. I'm flying out the morning of the blood. She goes, well, can you just, you've seen them so many times. Can you just go to this? And she's like, I'm so sick of your Bon Jovi thing, blah, blah, blah. That's and a, she's like, and she's like if, if you go see Bon Jovi, we're done. Uh-huh. I went to go see Bon Jovi. And she, she was, she broke up with me, but hey. Don't care. Don't care. No regrets. And you found the love of your life. And yeah, you know, my I, day will come. I'm not worried. <laughs> my I, wife 100% supports it. She doesn't get it. She supports it, though. Who's her favorite uh, favorite musician? She likes Ed Sheeran. Oh, okay. So it's a whole different... Uh, whole different ball game. Yeah. And so she wants me to go t- take her to see Ed Sheeran whenever he tours, so... Are you going to be going to Nashville and Rally and <laughs> Milwaukee if they're on tour? Is it that? What's that? Is she, does she want to go to Milwaukee or Rally or, or Nashville? Well, I, 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 she doesn't see the point of seeing the same band twice. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> so Jovi, she's not going to have a choice. But uh, no, she wants me to take her to go see a show, so I will. Yeah, that's awesome. I'm sure it'll be a great time. Yeah. So. All right, buddy. Let me end the recording here. We'll talk yeah. for a little bit. and then. All awesome. right. Thanks again for coming on, buddy. Thanks, Jer. Appreciate it.